Today is Monday, October 9th. The title for our devotional is The Search for Meaning. In our current campaign, The Irresistible Gospel, we're simply exploring how we should all, whether we're Christian or not, want the gospel to be true, because the story is just so good. The gospel both appeals to reality and it's so compelling. It is simply irresistible. As we've been moving through this campaign, we've been exploring the irresistible gospel through the philosophical questions of origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. To truly be settled and satisfied in one's life, we must have workable answers to these questions. The gospel provides not only satisfactory answers, but truly irresistible answers. This week, we're focusing on the question of meaning. Have you ever stopped in the middle of a task and asked yourself, why am I doing this? <laughs> I do this all the time, and I've come to realize that it relates back to my childhood. I was a kid who just did stuff with little to no thought of why. I was hyper, and that led to me being annoying. When I was being annoying, my brother would just wrestle with me and remind me that he's stronger than me, put me in my place. My sisters, however, had a much more sinister way of dealing with me, and this is a story that we love to tell in our family. They would challenge me to run around the house, claiming that they would time me. It was the perfect task for me. I was competitive, I was hyper, and I didn't think too much. It required no effort on their part, and they rid themselves of my annoyance for at least a little while. They would never actually time me, but I would still do it. Knowing that I would be preaching on this, I ran a little test on my daughter Ellie last week. She was being annoying, so I challenged her to run a good distance and I would time her. Not surprisingly, she is my daughter after all and takes after me in many ways. She did it without question. <laughs> my son Shiloh, however, he's a little more thoughtful, but no less annoying. Just the other day, he was doing what kids his age do uh, to be annoying, and he was asking me why to everything I told him to do. I asked him to take a shower, and that started the sequence of whys. Although he was just trying to be annoying and succeeding, I realized that this was a profound question, and I played along a little bit. I could answer this question from multiple angles, and no matter which angle I take as Christians, they all end up at the same place, God. So, to his question, why take a shower? My first angle was personal hygiene. Because you stink, I told him. Why do I stink? You sweat. Why do I sweat? Your body's way of cooling itself. Why? I'll spare you all the, all of the steps here in this process. I could keep going on and on. Uh, but eventually, we would get to God made it that way. God made our bodies that way. Then in response to why I take care of our bodies, God has gifted you with life and body. He gave us agency and stewardship over creation. So taking care of your body is a part of fulfilling the creation mandate. When we fulfill the creation mandate, we make God look glorious. We find joy and satisfaction in him and in doing what he calls us to. Of course, it would be a little ridiculous if he asked, uh, Daddy, why should I take a shower? And my first answer is uh, <laughs> to make God look glorious, fulfill the creation mandate, and uh, to find joy and satisfaction in him. Of course, I'm not going to say that, right? Like, There's so many layers to this, and we're going to see that's part of the, part of the problem here. Second angle I can take is social considerations. Uh, again, to the question of why take a shower? I can say, we don't want to smell you. We and your family don't want to smell you all day. And you don't want other people at school to have to smell you. Why? It's repulsive. Why? People don't like to smell bad smells. Why? Fast forward, as we did before. It's an act of love towards others. God told us to love one another. When we love one another, we make Jesus look glory glorious. When we love instead of hate, we find joy, peace, and satisfaction in walking in the Spirit, enjoying the presence of God as love is produced in us by Spirit. Again, of course, it would be kind of kind of ridiculous of me to jump right to the end, but that is the end of the sequential questions of why. 
There are so many more ways that we could get at this. Um, the difficulty in this question of meaning is that it is so layered as we've been discovering. None of us spend much time thinking past the first or second answer to the question why throughout our day. We can't and we shouldn't. Even though we don't spend much time thinking about it, this week I want to emphasize why it's so important that we have this ultimate why as an overarching purpose for our lives. So often in the daily rhythms and tasks of life, we feel like the figure Sisyphus from Greek mythology. Sisyphus, you'll remember, was sentenced by the gods to roll a boulder up the hill, only to have it roll back down when he got close to the top. This absurdity and meaninglessness of life's tasks feel familiar to all of us. Meaning is ultimately derived in our answer to the question, why? Holocaust survivor, neurologist, and psychologist Viktor Frankl wrote a classic book called Man's Search for Meaning. In it, he quotes Friedrich Nietzsche in saying, He who has a why to live can bear with almost any how. Unfortunately, Nietzsche lost his why and became a nihilist of sorts, and towards the end of his life lost his sanity. It's unclear how much uh, his philosophy had to do with this, or if it was caused by illness. Frankl, however, found this statement to be true in the concentration camps. In his experience, it was those who had a rich inner spiritual life of meaning that not only survived the horrors of the Holocaust, but did so with enough of their inner life intact to truly live after they were released. In scripture, we see this question of meaning often explored through story. The story of Job allows us to explore the why of life in the midst of suffering. The story of the people of Israel beckons us to constantly ask, why? The big story of scripture from creation to new creation reveals to us God's ultimate purpose, and we'll see that in the coming days. Scripture is also full of definitive didactic statements along the way as well as to our purpose. The wisdom literature of the Old Testament explores meaning. Ecclesiastes famously repeats in different ways, everything is meaningless. The conclusion of the matter, he says, is to quote, fear God and to keep his commandments. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Again, this is Solomon's wrestling with meaning and purpose in life is really all of Ecclesiastes. For the rest of this week, we'll fill in that what that means a little bit and bring some clarity. Today, I invite you to just uh, reflect on your history or your experiences with asking yourself the question, why? Perhaps there's been a time in your life where you asked this question more intensely and it, the answers seemed a little bit further away or aloof or you just couldn't grasp them. Um, perhaps you're asking these questions right now. Um, have you ever asked yourself just why? Whether it's to the big things of life or even the small things of life. Do you feel settled in your answers to those ultimate questions of meaning? We're going to explore that this week. So for today, I invite you to just reflect on your your current state of exploration with that question of why. <laughs>